Writer, producer, actress Jenna St. John is a hopeless romantic. Born and raised in Seoul, Korea, she moved to the U.S. at age 16 and was a ballet dancer until an injury led her to pursue writing. Now, Jenna has two written features in post-production for Epic Pictures and is currently pinning a feature with Hallmark. And Jenna is committed to telling female-led stories for a broad audience. And today, if you have been hooked on the new hit streaming series, Sexpectations, then you're in for a very hot treat. Jenna wrote the new hit series that is the talk of Hollywood. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Hollywood's brand new, newest hit maker, Jenna St. John. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've got to say, when, where, and how did you get the idea for Sexpectations? Um, Sophia, Sophia Medley, who plays Katie Lawrence, the hero of the show, um, we met on a set about 10 years ago and we talked about, we were both late bloomers and we talked about how there's all this content out there for late blooming, awkward men, but not so much for women. And so, um, that's, that's what spawned everything. Well, did you do any research or interview older virgins to help with character development? Uh, no, uh, just her and myself. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's so funny because when I was watching this series, I think it, well, actually it was this year alone. I interviewed two virgins who are both 35 years old. One is still a virgin looking for Mr. Right. The other one eventually got married um, but she tells the story of, well, actually both of them, of all of the situations that they had to deal with when going on a date where they actually wanted to keep their virginity. And, well, it makes for awkward conversations. So uh, is that what happened uh, with you? And then, well, because you play the character Victoria, so Victoria and the character Katie, so y'all share some war stories in that area? A little bit. Um, so we did not wait quite that long. Um, we're both married in real life. Um, but um, Victoria is the virgin by choice. So she's holding on to her virginity like a trophy. And Katie is more of the virgin by chance. And so it's just something that has not come up yet for her. Um, and both of them in two different ways kind of stem from purity culture. Um, so, uh, Sophia in real life, um, is, um, a devout Christian. Um, and, um, I think she was probably more of the virgin by choice in real life. Um, but nothing like Victoria. And I was more of the virgin by chance. I grew up in a non-religious household, but the culture is strong. And so I believe that it was just, um, a worthy worthy cause to hold on to virginity for as long as possible um until um i was dating i was dating a guy for a long time and i remember my dad just assumed that we were having sex and i told them no i'm actually still a virgin my dad was like why what are you like why most what dads would have never said why <laughs> They would have said, good for you. <laughs> That's true. Um, so just the whole concept of 
you know, waiting and consent and everything I decided to explore um, in the show. You know, what was, what I found interesting is, uh, okay, you were in real life, you were a former ballet dancer. And yes. so when I was comparing the, because I've seen all six episodes and ladies and gentlemen, you have got to see this series. It is incredibly funny. Uh, but when I was, when I was looking at and making notes between the characters, Victoria and Katie, I started to think, I'm like, wait a minute, in real life, because you wrote this, you really kind of switched the roles a bit. Katie's really more you, right? Absolutely. And Victoria is based on probably a number of number of friends that I've had throughout the years um, that I love dearly. So I love that character. Um, I don't judge her whatsoever. Um, I love that she is raw and she puts her heart on her sleeve and um, she puts herself out there. But um, maybe her uh, her goals are a little misaligned. You know, I love the character development in this series, which is something that I always focus on. Because to me, when you see character development, um, it, it's kudos to the writer. And, and since you're the writer... Both characters, Katie and Victoria, they both start out as virgins. But Katie literally has no experience whatsoever. Right. Not only no experience with sex, she has no experience whatsoever with relationships, which I love that you added that dynamic. But Victoria, she does everything but intercourse. and uh, But Victoria doesn't have relationship experience either. Right. And I, so how for you, for you, how did you create the different parallels between the two? I think it's, um, it's the two sides of the same culture. You know, I think, um, there, there are women like Victoria who hold on to their virginity, like a trophy, and then they look for these loopholes and that can get in the way of meaningful connections. And then you have Katie. So Katie's backstory is that, um, you know, she's an introvert and she spends all of her time writing and um, she's not she's not open out there as well. Um, And. Yeah, and so um, for her, sex was is the missing piece of being an adult, a proper adult woman. Um, But there's so much more to that. There's so much more you know, relationship dynamics and complications. Um, well, you know, Katie is, she's very innocent. Um, mm-hmm. And even as, as old as the character is, she has that, she still exhibits that purity. Um, even though she's trying to end it as quickly yeah. as possible, which is what I love. She's trying to end it, but there's always something that comes up to prevent her from doing it. And I think that's what adds to the mystique of this series uh, because every episode is worth a watch. Now for you, did you read any type of erotica to get any ideas for storylines or character dialogue? Oh, absolutely. Um, And the whole, you know, the structure of the whole thing is based on a lot of the romance novel structure. Um, and it's so fun. And um, I actually 
not to give away the ending, but I actually changed the ending last minute, right before we filmed it. Um, because I wanted, I wanted the storyline to continue. Um, I didn't want to end things quite yet. Um, but the structure of Katie and her three men um, is very much based off of romance novels. See, I loved, well, I tell you the truth, um, the ending was a surprise to me. Oh, good. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not going to give it away, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to, no, no spoiler alerts here. But I, I love the way that it ended because in in a, in a particular scene, um, it almost like it's almost like you allude to the fact that, let's say, a season two or a season three comes about. You kind of give us a hint as to what the basis of those seasons would be, and mm-hmm. and I picked it up immediately. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can see this because we're we're talking about the first season where she is as innocent as pure white snow, but I can't wait to see where that goes because I'm literally begging for season two. Oh good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, but I've gotta tell you, as I was watching the whole series, personally for me. Victoria and Levi, they're scene stealers. That's the type of sarcastic humor that I live for. I mean, you must have had fun writing those characters. Um, So much fun. And like I said, Victoria is based on a number of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, you know, it's them plus, it's them exaggerated. And so just being able to explore that and really push her to an 11 was a lot of fun. Um, Levi is played by Gabe Err, who is a comedian and he's a comedic writer. A lot of his lines were improvised. Um, so I... I can't take credit for a ton of his, um, his comedy genius. Um, a lot of that was him. I was kind of wondering, um, about uh, any ad-libbing of lines because it's the dialogue is so flawless. I mean, the dialogue is so well done. It reminds me of the of the comedic timing of the Big Bang Theory. Oh, great! It's a huge yeah. compliment. Yeah, because you have you have these different characters. They're very different from one another, and even in expectations. The characters are, you actually exhibit the differences between each character that you can tell as you're watching it, the separation, but how they deal with one another is absolutely hilarious. I mean, the way Levi treats, um, what's the blonde haired character's name? Kyle. Kyle. The way he treats Kyle is, that is just that is so funny. I mean, it's kind of like Kyle's like this, uh, you know, he's like the nice friend, but he's also the punching bag. Yeah, he is. So it's perfectly done. Now, I've got to ask you because as outgoing as your character is, Victoria, which is actually my favorite character of the series. Um, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. It truly is after I watched all, all episodes. 
but as outgoing as your character Victoria seems to be, she cock blocks herself. Why is that? Um, I think she's like a lot of the characters on the show. She self sabotages constantly, you know, and I, you know, one of the great things about writing for myself, writing independent television is that I never get the, this character isn't likable enough note. I can really lean into their flaws and I love their flaws, you know, and to get them to fall on their face and then get back up again. That's my favorite thing to write. So, um, yeah, she self-sabotages constantly. Yeah, what I what I also loved the way that this series is written is, is you bring out these little things that have to do with dating, relationships, uh, even sex. One of the funniest parts that I that I thought was like brilliant that it's kind of like something that nobody ever brings up unless it's women that are by themselves and, and they're, they're talking girl talk. Uh-huh. But when you bring in the guitar player and that one camera shot of his fingernails, <laughs> I lost it. Cause I'm like, how many times have we been told? Will you cut your fingernails? Yes, and please. Cut your fingernails. <laughs> that was so funny to me. Cause I can relate. And it and I was just like, you know, you know, and and in music, you know, the the joke is that the lead singer gets all the women, so does the lead guitar player. The bassist never gets anybody, and nobody gives a crap about the drummer. But when you bring the guitar player into that scene and then you show that one shot of the fingernails, I I just like, okay, this series is so true to life that everybody who watches it will relate to something in every episode. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I dug deep into a lot of past trauma of myself (laughs) and friends. Um, And yeah, I just try to, um, I try to tell the side of the story that I've been looking for when I watch rom-coms that star women. And I'm like, this doesn't feel authentic. There, we have a whole other side of our stories. Um, so, yeah, I decided to tell it. <laughs> well, the other thing that, I, you know, and ladies and gentlemen, when you watch this series, and, and if you're in to, you know, funny, uh, epi- you know, funny situations that have to do with sex, this is the series for you. You will laugh in, in every episode. You will relate to things. What I thought was brilliant for you, Jenna, was that you brought in something you brought a very modern touch to the old story of sexual uh, relations. And one of that was where Victoria's online looking at how to restore her virginity. And I'm thinking, you know, that is, that's actually happening today. You know, there are movie stars trying to do that. There are older women that maybe that may have gotten uh, remarried and want to kind of bring that, uh, process or that that feeling back to their new partner that they maybe they're very deeply in love with and I thought wow but then when she goes to the church that is one of the most hilarious scenes in this series <laughs> you know expecting Jesus to to you know bring her virginity back mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Thank you. You're you're a brilliant writer, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, I I can't imagine how much erotica you must have had to read. <laughs> you know, um, just just a bit. Um, uh, enough to understand that there is a structure, there's a formula to it, um, and then take that because I wanted people who are fans of romance and erotica to enjoy the show as well and to see what they love about it in Sex Expectations. What was there any was there any sexual topics that that which are actually in the series? Uh, were there some of them that you maybe uh, thought twice about? putting in or did you think well may, are we pushing the envelope too far or um, did we need to pull it back a bit is it too raunchy what were your thoughts um i think all the time <laughs> all the time i wonder <laughs> if this is pushing it too far um and you know i would i would hand it off to the actors to read um and if there was no objections then we went forward with it um and there was a, I don't, I don't think I had any objections um, for Sophia's part, for Katie, before I even wrote it, I ran everything by her and said, this is what I'm thinking. And every time she would brace herself, like, oh my goodness, what is Jenna going to ask me to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just tried to dig into honesty. Um, and the only times that I pushed back on a storyline or I ended up reverting is when it wasn't honest like i was you know writing it for comedy's sake but there was no truth behind it and i was like this isn't gonna fly yeah, um, the, the two women that are um that work at the publishing company i thought they were the raunchiest two in the whole series because it was like no holes barred i mean the things that were coming out of her mouth one right <laughs> after the other it, it's just like it's almost like the way that she would say it, that she literally wish she was doing it like at that very moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, that girl's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, I mean, were there, I mean, you know, like, like with Katie, her character, she, I mean, there were scenes that for her, for her character, um, being so innocent, even when they, if whichever three, whichever, well, it wasn't Kyle. So it was really with Drew and was, it was Holden. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with Drew and Holden, it was more of, she still didn't know what to do with either one of them outside of intercourse. Mm -hmm. And, and even when there is a scene with her and Drew, she still didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the, the biggest things um, that I was trying to do, it being a coming of age story at its core, is that um, we never stop coming of age. Like we never stop learning. And um, one of the, a lot of the messages that I've gotten from women who watch the show was how honest it is and how you think that you lose your virginity and it's this magical moment and oftentimes it's quite unremarkable um and then you never quite ever know what you're doing you know um with a new partner or with or why any, you're doing you know. it right you right. know because like with like with katie with that one scene with drew um 
it's almost like she doesn't know why per se, you know, um, it's almost like for her, it's like on the job training. Uh huh. And I found, I found, I found that really, I mean, did a lot of, you know, like you said, you're getting a lot of uh, feedback from women. Uh, are they telling you their own stories? Absolutely. Um, I have so many DMs um, where they're sharing, they're just sharing their experiences, um, you know, and they're, they don't even follow the same course as Katie and Victoria. It's not even women who held on to their virginities for well into their 20s or 30s. Um, it's, it's women who lost their virginities when they were teenagers, but there was still so much relatable content for them. And yeah, um, it's a lot of stories. Well, are they, they giving you uh, new ideas? You know, I think it's, it's already in there. Um, I think, I think the, the women's side of the story, a lot of us share the same experiences and, um, and we watch these movies, um, and it rarely portrays it accurately, even when, you know, even when the women are the leads. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, like where is, and, um, going back to casting, um, we actually had some trouble, not a lot of trouble, um, casting for the men. Really? Yes. Um, because a lot of men have a problem with, um, being a punchline sexually. Even as an actor? Even as an actor. Um, Kyle, the character Kyle, out of all the characters of the men, I found him to be the most authentic. Now, not saying that the others aren't, because, you know, there are Drews in this world. There are Holdens. Uh, there's Levi's. I think mm-hmm. Levi's the rare exception. But I think for a lot of men, I think most of them relate to Kyle because I think there are more Kyles in this world um, than there are any other type. Absolutely. And I and that's the character that most men have said that they related to the most. And that's who they root for. That's who they hope that Katie will end up with. Of yeah, course, I, them, right? you know, with, with, you know, how, uh, okay. So you with the, the casting process, casting the men was the most difficult. Um, one of the characters later into the series that they, they rub you the wrong way, but you can't help but laugh. And that's, that's Kyle's so-called girlfriend towards the latter part of the series. That re- she reminds me of almost being the Janice in Friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm her. thinking every series needs that kind of character because it breaks it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love her. Um uh she's a great character and um she's you know, she doesn't see Katie as so innocent. Um, she sees Katie in another light. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And I love the way that in the series, because there's so much crisscrossing of relationships, 
um, that the idea of jealousy has not really raised its head yet. That's true. That is true. I think if... Um, That's hard to do. That's hard to do with is. that many characters. It is. Um, I think if there were to be a jealous character, it'd probably be Victoria. Um, well, you know what? You bring up the point. She she really... Well, she did kind of show that towards the end a bit. But I think yeah. it was... You know, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, we've, we all have that childhood, we've always, we've all had that childhood crush where you think how amazing it would be that when you got older, you know, that, uh, you'd have, you'd be boyfriend, girlfriend, be, have a relationship, but then you really understand later on, that's really all it's going to be is just a childhood friend and it, right. and it doesn't change. So I thought right. that dynamic, I mean, tell you the truth, I don't think you left a stone unturned in this series. <laughs> Thanks. I worked really hard. Who was the hardest to write about or to um, develop? I'd say um, Levi was tricky because um, Levi is, he's the voice of reason. Um, he's the comedic relief. Um, but I wanted him to be a whole person. So I wanted him so there is this whole storyline with his grandmother and how his grandmother um, raised him. And that was really tricky to thread in um, without breaking his character so much. Um, but yeah, I wanted, I didn't want him to just be this cardboard cutout of one-liners. Um, I wanted there to be a whole person behind him. Well, you gave him substance. Yeah, um, and that was, that was tricky. That was tricky to balance. You did it very, very well. Thank you. I actually, I actually liked that. It's, it's kind of like you see Superman, but Clark Kent is in the background and there's a backstory to Levi. And I think you did a brilliant job on creating his character. I just can't wait to see where all this goes because the characters in this series are absolutely amazing. Each one with their own issues, even neurotic behavior, which I think is probably mm -hmm. Victoria. <laughs> uh, and then of course, like you said, uh, now besides, besides Levi, of course, because in real life, he's a comedian. Uh, were you or the other characters allowed to improvise during the filming of the scenes? You know, um, Gabe, we gave Gabe, um, the actor that played Levi, a pretty long leash. Um, I give my actors two weeks, two weeks before we start filming, um, to give me any notes. Um, so if they have pushback, if they have questions, etc., of course they can always ask questions, but if they have a pushback about a line, um, to give me notes, because once we start filming is Shakespeare. Really? Um, yeah, and Gabe, I gave, we gave him a long leash um, because he is a part of my circle, my writer's circle. So I write, you know, whatever I write, um, my husband reads everything. He's who directed um, all six episodes. Um, Gabe reads everything. So well, yeah, because I guess when you, when you're dealing with a professional comedian, they're already writing their own stuff. So when they when they look at a scene, they're going to look at the scenes 
differently. So they may see a line of like, because they're working with timing. Right. Um, and just, you know, he'll stay in context of everything. He'll stay in context of his character. He won't try to make his character something he's not or how he wants to be portrayed. Um, so I, I trust him. I use him for feedback constantly. He reads everything I write. Um, so he was an exception. <laughs> well, you know, I have talked to other, uh, well, I've talked to film directors and with one, one in particular, he ended up with a, we had a conversation between television. No, I, no, I take that back. Not a film director, uh, a, a, um, an acting coach. The differences between a television series dialogue and a feature film dialogue, where there's more leeway in dialogue with the film, but when it comes to a TV series, like you said, it's Shakespeare. Whatever's written on paper is what you're going to say. Exactly. Um, and I thought, you know, it's not to um, insult the actors at all. They're all talented, brilliant, intelligent people. But I really spend a lot of time thinking about how each line follows the next. So the punchlines or the jokes can land and to keep everything as tight as possible. Um, so I give them I give them their time to come to me. You know, it was so funny. I recently had an interview where we were talking about timing more in film, where if, if you're watching a comedy and something really funny happens and the whole audience watching the film is just laughing, but then the scene changes and everybody is still laughing from what just happened, that they miss the change, they miss the beginning of the dialogue, and then they kind of lose the scene, mm -hmm. which is extremely difficult to change it just happens. Um, but in this series, literally with every character, the comedic timing was perfect. I mean, because when, and, and Levi and Victoria are the best examples because they're the ones delivering these sarcastic lines and you can't help but laugh. You fall in love with them. But when you laugh, you don't lose the next piece of dialogue and you don't lose the next scene. So I think Jenna, you're a brilliant writer and I mean Thank that sincerely. You. Thank you. Thank you a lot. You know, so uh, what, what for you though, what is the main thing you want people to take away from this series? Um, the main thing is to see women as whole people that we are complex human beings and that there's more to our side of the story that has not been told in the eons of rom-coms being made, that there's so much more, there's just so much more storytelling and it's accessible and it's simple. Um, you just have to hire women writers. I agree with that. And um, this, this series, Sex Expectations, as great, as hilarious it is, it's authentic. So I've, I've got to give you the chops for that, Jenna. And I think, too, for a lot of people today, let's say they don't have a whole lot of sexual experience. Maybe they're still virgins in their 20s or early 30s. Ladies and gentlemen, don't sweat it. When the time comes, it'll come. 
you know, just, just live life. Don't be focusing on that one thing because it's funny, Jenna, because in this series, some of, especially Katie and Victoria, they focus on it so much that they're making it part of their identity and it becomes a label. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I think for a lot of people out there, you know, if you haven't done it yet, don't sweat it. <laughs> you know, you, there's a lot of time to catch up. Believe me, there's a lot of time to catch up. So, uh, but you've got to tell me, and I hope you have the answer for this. Will we see a second season of Sex Sexpectations? Um, you know, I really hope so. I have a season two plot out. Um, we've done really well so far. Um, we were on the top three um, TV comedy chart on iTunes. And I think if people keep watching it and they share it and they tell all of their friends and their grandmothers about the show, um, then there is a very good chance that there'll be a season two. Okay, so where can everyone watch our binge on Sexpectations right now? Um, currently, it's available to purchase on Apple TV slash iTunes and Amazon Prime. And we priced it as low as they would let us. Um, so it can reach as wide of an audience as possible. So I believe I, the series is under $9 for the whole season. And it is worth every penny. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... You've got to, you, you need to buy this. Look, I buy series all the time. And this is one you've got to add to your collection because it is, it is binge worthy of all six episodes. And I know for many of you, you can blow through six episodes like it's nothing. And this is a series worth watching. Now, I know some of you are thinking, yeah, but I don't like watching raunchy, sexy stuff. No, this doesn't fall in that category. I mean... Ladies and gentlemen, think about it like this. Sexpectations is a laugh-out-loud romantic comedy which follows the aspiring romance novelist Katie and her quest to lose her virginity for her publishing deal. So think a little bit of Emily in Paris with a bit of friends and add the sexual tensions with a little bit more up-to-date on the sexual innuendos. Um... And if you're not caught up, you will be by watching this series. It's not raunchy. It's just funny. It's true to life. Like Jenna just said, it's as authentic as you can do it. And the only way you can make this type of series authentic is having a female writer like Jenna St. John bring us a series like this. Because Hollywood, if you're listening, you need to realize here is a star in the making when it comes to being one of the best writers in Hollywood because this series proves it. The direction proves it. The casting proves it. I mean, look, we've all seen things like Friends. We've seen series like Suits. The list goes on and on. When you have a cast that just blends so well, you fall in love and you beg for the next season. Sexpectations is exactly like that. So you'll be begging for more and who knows, maybe finishing off with an O-Face once you get to the last episode. So, and for season two, we can all just hold our breath because I'm praying that it happens because this series is worth more and more episodes. And Jenna, I want to thank you for coming on today 
and just sharing us the inside story on Sexpectations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you need to catch Sexpectations on Prime Video, Apple TV. It's on iTunes. Less than 10 bucks. You got six awesome episodes. So if you are ready to laugh by yourself with a friend, with your spouse, this is the series to do it. So ladies and gentlemen, hey, I want to thank you for watching. And for those listening, I want to thank you for tuning in to all of our digital platforms. And check out all the replays on Bond on Cinema. And as for me, I'll see you next time.